Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Howdy doody, uh, ladies and uh, gentlemen, that's how you say hi, hi and hello. Welcome to another Digital Citizen. Uh, my name is Fro. With me I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How are you? Uh, I'm alright. Yeah, it's been a crazy week. Uh, I definitely put my back out yesterday, but it's not like super bad. I like... I can just feel it's like super, it's like tweaked like in the rib rib area, but other than that, I'm doing all right, I guess. Tweaked. Hmm. Yeah, you know, like, like it's not like it doesn't hurt when I'm just sitting here, but if I like take a step, like turn my body in the wrong direction, you know, then I, right. I feel it. It's like that. It's not like a all the time pain. <laughs> that is what my ex called me. <laughs> all, all the time paid. <laughs> Throw all the all the time paid in my guard. Yeah, no, it's been quite quite interesting week. Uh, I've been uh, in the cabin. That was nice. Uh, started to rain. Uh, the last day I was there, I was like, "Why? It's it's been like it's been so nice weather all week, and all of a sudden it's right. like, oh, <laughs> the one day I want to stay there is like, okay, let it rain." So I went home. <laughs> was it raining after, at home, like, or was it still no. hot? Okay. Yeah, no, it was still hot. So I came home. Uh, yesterday, I almost called you and begged you to record today because yesterday was so nice. It was like almost chilly in the air, but today isn't too bad. Uh, I've been uh, like last week. I I really had a hard time recording. I listened back to the show and I was like, I was not satisfied with that show at all. Because because I can hear the pain in my voice, <laughs> I can hear like oh I can't breathe because it was so. Hot. Well, I think it, I mean we definitely rushed a few things. I think that's what you mean by that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. we've done that in the past for other things that weren't just like heat related <laughs> things, like uh, sure. brain related sure. for but me I, and you. <laughs> but I can hear it in my voice. I can hear that I right. want to. Like, Finished show. Sure. And I don't, I, I don't really think you perform on your maximum if you want to, like, get, get the hell out of there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but it, yeah, no, people like it. So, who am I to disagree? Uh, if it would have been the same temperature it was Sunday or Saturday here, I, we definitely would have moved the recording time. I couldn't have possibly recorded. When it was 108 degrees where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I called you uh, uh, the day after, I think, and you had like, you had three fans going. <laughs> right, and that was the day that it wasn't even, 
hot still. Like that. Well, it was right. it was still hot, but it wasn't as hot as the two days before, which were like in the hundreds Fahrenheit, which is just crazy yeah. hot. Um, actually, our first article right here: heat wave baking the U.S. Pacific Northwest and British Columbia, Canada, uh, and intensity have of record has an intensity never recorded by modern humans by one measure it, it's a rare 1000 year event so like once that's what i was hearing is like this they called it a heat bubble is it only mm. this is only something that happens like one every thousand years but i have a feeling this is going to happen next summer too <laughs> so <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah it, it seems like it's a combination of like uh, uh finally now getting the heat thing that we talked about for so many years when it talk, when it comes to glo- global warming and uh, also like this heat thing doesn't really help either yeah well we talked about it kind of more in the midwest kind of like a Nevada, Utah, they were having a heat mm-hmm. wave and obviously it caught up with us at this point which we were getting a lot of like coastal um cooling air from over the ocean and that obviously all went away and now we're getting we're getting those temperatures here or at least we today is actually not too bad today is actually cloudy and overcast it's really weird to go from it says here all-time record highs these 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 highs are the all-time meaning not like for the month or for that year all-time record highs uh portland oregon at 107 spokane washington at 108 Seattle at 103, Medford, Oregon at 115 degrees. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, it was pretty yeah. nuts. It was kind of annoying. Uh, you know, you can't really go outside and do anything. You basically have to stay right. inside. And even inside, air air conditioners can't keep up with, you know, when, when it gets to 110. At least not the air conditioners we have around here. I'm sure if you live in Texas, you have some super mega uh industrial strength air conditioner that you use all the time but we're just not we don't have the technology to have that happen here all the time i've been been thinking really really like about if i should invest in a in a uh, air condition i don't think i will because it's just i it's three months out of sure if it, like if if it was more than three months, I would, would probably do it. But it depends on what kind of air. There's different types of air conditioning units. So you can get the standalone ones that like. That's what I was thinking. Right, about, or you yeah. can get the in window unit, which those are that's no, another no. option. Or you can also get you know actual like spend thousands and thousands and thousands right. of dollars. Yeah. No. No, I was thinking of those like very easy. You know, Handheld ones that you have to empty sometimes. I wouldn't say they're handheld. They're uh, well, <laughs> they're still pretty big. They're bu- pretty bulky. I have one, um, but they yeah they and they work all right. They don't work as well as like a normal air conditioning unit, but they they work of all right. Of course not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, nah. I have a feeling maybe. if you're if you're buying stocks, maybe uh, look into air conditioning unit uh, companies. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I I said it many times. It's it's much easier uh, to be cold than hot, because when you're cold, you can always have extra 
clothes on you, it is harder to take off your skin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right, I mean, there are people have, like, there have been deaths, I think a dozen people have died up around that, um, of, here, of yeah. or different heat-related illnesses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Talking about dying, uh, Derek Chauvin uh, sentenced for two, 22.5 years for the murder of George Floyd. I I saw this live. I was very like, is this going to be very bad or is it going to go pretty good? Uh, yeah, I was very happy uh, for the sentence. I thought it was a little on the low side, maybe, but still, 23 years is, or 22.5 years is quite a, a long time. I mean, he's 48, so he'd be, what, uh, 70, sure. if, 70 if he yeah. If he did the whole time, but I still think it's kind of low, considering some, it is, some yeah. other people who have been charged with much lesser crimes in the past who have gotten much higher sentences, but... Um, sure. Right. But uh, I think the minimum was... Well, don't quote me out on that. No, I have no idea. I have no idea. And the highest was 44 or something. I think it was from 12 to 44. So this is kind of in the middle. Yeah, Chauvin told the court he offered his condolences to the Floyd family, saying some other information in the future, uh, saying there would be some other information in the future, and he hoped things will get some peace of mind. However, he did not apologize in court. Um, what What do you think that information can be? Like, Apparently there's an appeal, like a federal appeal happening right now, so people are speculating right. it has to do with that. Maybe he's going to testify in that and say something, but I don't know. Oh, he will witness against people? Uh, no, that he'll... Maybe he'll testify in that and he'll be able to say oh this is why I did what I did or something like that I, I, who know? I have uh, no idea what he means by that but it is very yeah. um, cryptic yeah it is yeah you know I, I saw the victim statement uh, the family statement uh, I turned on approximately maybe an hour before the judge went back to because they had a, a what is it uh, is it called a victim? Uh, what do you, what do they call it? It's not a statement. It's uh, like when the family is allowed to plead. They're kind of like they wanted uh, full forty four years or whatever. Was this a press conference or in court? No, it was inside the court. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. A plea to the judge, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, family. Yeah. It's called something. But uh, anyway, um, uh, I think it's victim. Yeah, I, I will I will think of what it's called. But anyway, yeah, it was very deeply... Uh, I felt... I, I must admit, I felt uh, at least uh, four tears uh, watching it. It was very, very hard to watch. Impact statement, it's called. I, <laughs> now I... I remember. Sure. I, I don't think that's important to the story, really, all that much. But, um, yeah, it's saying here, I think this is what you're talking about. During the sentencing hearing, Mr. Floyd's brother, Terrence Floyd, demanded a maximum mm -hmm. available sentence of 40 years. So oh, when, 40. When you said 15 earlier, that's... 
yeah. I said 44, yeah. Yeah, so 40, uh, and, and they gave him 22 and a half, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's from 15, I think it was from 15 to 40, and he got 22, so. At least it wasn't the lowest, but uh, it's still not good. Oh, right, um, there's just somebody who's being charged with something else that's getting over 100 years that we're going to talk about in a second, but sure. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about people and weird court cases and holy shit, what is going on? Uh, court overturns Bill Cosby's sex assault conviction? What the fuck is going on? Bill Cosby is to be released from prison today, Wednesday, uh, while we're rep- yes. recording this podcast. Uh, yep. After his conviction was overturned, his publicist uh, will be picking him up to leave pr- pr- prison within hours. Okay, we'll keep an eye on this. We'll see if, you know what I mean? Just keep it open and maybe he'll mm-hmm. be getting out by the time we get done with this podcast. Uh, Cosby was sentenced in September 2018 to three to ten years in state prison for allegedly drugging and sexually assaulting uh, a woman in 2004. Last year, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court agreed to hear two points in Cosby's appeal uh, of the conviction. Okay, so this is what came out of it, I guess. They... Um, one of the admissions into the trial was prior bad acts witness Cosby in 2005-2006 deposition. The appeal argued that the trial judge erred in allowing Cosby prior deposition about using quaaludes during a consensual sexual encounter with women in the 1970s. Uh, the second point was a written agreement with prosecutor Bruce Castor not to criminally prosecute Cosby. Uh, Castor had testified that while he was a district attorney, he promised Cosby he would not file criminal charges if the entertainer would testify in a civil lawsuit. And that is, uh, uh, as I understand, that is what the judge has based this on, the last point there. Uh, Yeah. Two lower courts, including three judge panels, Pennsylvania's Supreme Courts, had previously refused to overturn this, besides, uh, yeah. So, uh, other mm-hmm. courts had refused to do this, but this judge decided to uphold this agreement. Um, it sounds like it, it's a, it's not even a written, it's not a written agreement at all, it's a yeah, verbal it's agreement. A verbal. But because the person who was verbally agreeing testified that they did in court under oath, it's considered like just like a normal written agreement, I guess? That's my only thought. I have absolutely no clue. I think this is atrocious. Well, I know there is a precedent for verbal agreements in in, like civil courts. I know that for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It is. But, but this isn't a civil court either. This is a criminal. Right. right. But uh, he, they are letting him go on very, very weak grounds. Uh, yeah, this is... Um, I guess the other thing to look out for here... Uh, right, he served more, two, two years of a three to ten year sentence after being found guilty mm-hmm. uh, in 2004. He was... The first celebrity tried and convicted in the Me Too era, Cosby was arrested in 2015 when a district attorney named with newly unsealed evidence uh, brought charges against him 12 
days before the 12 year statute of limitations had run out. Yeah, and as I understand it, he can't be charged uh, with the same crimes again. Right. There's double jeopardy. So, because of double jeopardy, yes. So he has been released now. So now it seems like uh, he will not go back in jail. And this is, this is just atrocious. This is just awful. You know, this, I, 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 this was news uh, like 20 minutes before we were going to record. And I, I, I'm still, I'm still very, very angry. I, 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 I don't understand how he got away with it. I definitely think it has something to do with money is involved. I'm not going to say that for 110% sure, but... Uh, I, well, him I, having I, really I, good lawyers, let, let, yeah. like just that, um, yeah, that in that way, money is automatically involved. So you're definitely right, no matter which way the money was involved. Him having insanely good right. lawyers to get this... Most people in this situation would not be able to get the prosecutor, a judge to turn this. Like we said, three other courts said that they weren't going to do it, and then they finally found a judge that would do it. Right. Yeah, I would definitely look into that judge and and what else that judge has done, to be completely honest. I'm not going to say it's... uh... And also, (laughs) does this make any precedent against other sexual assault cases in the future, where if the person testified previously about something, uh, does that bar them from being... Um, pros- prosecuted for something that then they're charged with later. Uh, right. So this it, this has other um, ramifications for yeah for like the Me Too yeah. movement and things like that. Yeah, like what if what if we find out Weinstein has some trial out there? Like that's not right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Our uh, our best uh, friend GC uh, Max. Sure. Right. Totally. Yeah. Funny enough, we will talk about her later. Um, Pentagon won't rule out uh, aliens. Uh, This has been a UFO report. Both you and me have waited for, that's for sure. Yeah, it it was like six pages long. It was like nothing. Um, Nothing. I was expecting such a disappointment. I was expecting a little. Well, I'm sure there's more of it out there that probably wasn't released to the public, like that. Sure. Um, that we didn't get to see, but the U.S. government says it can't explain 43, or 143 of the 145 cases, or 144 cases of UFOs reported by military planes, according to a report released Friday. That report released to the officer of direct director of national intelligence was meant to shed light on the dozens of flying objects spotted from 2004 to 2021 but instead it said it didn't have adequate data to pull all uh, but one of them into any type of category Uh uh-huh uh yeah so they're saying they could only figure out they could only come up with any type of explanation for one of them. And I believe what I read was that there, here it is. There were 18 incidents reported in which UAPs that were seen featured some sort of unusual movement pattern or flight characteristics, including propulsion or other technologies that wasn't evident and that could be advanced. Um, 
11 of the incidents reported near misses with military planes, the report said. Uh, another thing, like, so what, what this is saying, the 18 incidents is, are uh, incidents that where the unusual movement or pattern of the flight uh, mm-hmm. cannot be explained by human technology. Even, right. like, advanced technology we know other countries have. Um, so right. o- only 18 of them... But the rest of them, they couldn't explain uh, either. But they might have been able to explain, like, some of the flight characteristics of the right. of the craft. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Eleven of yeah, them man. near misses with planes. Well, the other thing I read, I'm, let me see if I can mm. find it, but a lot of uh, the debunkers out there for these videos focus on the fact that, oh, it's a... It's probably a lens flare, or it's a problem with the tracking system, or it's because we're looking at it through infrared and we're getting some type of artifact. Well, in this report, what it says is multiple of these incidents were recorded with different instruments or even visual confirmation from a pilot. Meaning, there was like, the radar was seeing it and the pilot was seeing it as well as the infrared was seeing it all at the same time. Meaning... It wasn't just a blip on a, one screen, I guess is a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I, I read the report. I mean, it was super short. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, uh, I, I think it is, uh, I think it's kind of funny how... Uh, different aisles of the uh, parties have reacted to this. I, I was it Rubio I saw that was kind of like laughing uh, about this and how stupid he found it. Oh, was it Rubio? I, I, yeah, I saw him yeah. talk about it a bit. I didn't see him laugh about it or anything, but I will, well, just consider the fact that what last week or two weeks ago we talked about how NATO signed a bill to allow um, war in space, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, going down maybe a little bit of a conspiracy theory hole, What I, I've heard a lot of speculation as to during the beginning of the Cold War, like the original Cold War, that's like when the big boom of like uh, UFO sightings started to happen, like in the United States and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing another big boom of UFO sightings happening in the United States and people talking about it right before what looks like another Cold War. Uh, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of speculation that this whole UFO thing being driven by specifically like the Pentagon uh, may be mm-hmm. all just to scare people to build up the military budget for things like Space Force. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, Definitely. I, I I still remember when they were going to have this like full shield. I mean, do you remember that when they were going to have this shield towards the universe? Are you talking about Star Wars? Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> Which became like the biggest joke ever, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So, um, from. Things that is very funny to something that isn't that funny because uh, the United States uh, has seized some websites of Iran state backed news outlets. A few, 30 websites. Um, the Department of Justice announced Tuesday, this 
uh, yeah, it was last Tuesday, seized more than 30 websites used by Iranian state media, citing mm-hmm. sanctions that prohibited organizations from obtaining service in the United States, meaning like web service. Right. The agency said that the press release, uh, in a press release, that the move applied to 33 websites used by Islam, oh, Iranian Islamic Radio and Television Union, and three run by, wow, Kataib Hezbollah, in violations of U.S. sanctions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Associated Press uh, had reported earlier Tuesday that the Iranian state-run news agency identified a series of news websites linked to the government in Tehran that were taken offline, claiming that they had been seized by the Department of Justice. Uh, notices that included, uh, oh, on the websites, notices that included the seals of the FBI and the Department of Commerce Bureau and Industry uh, were posted on multiple websites, inform- informing visitors that the websites were seized. So this was the FBI, the DOJ, and this thing called, uh, what was it called? I just lost it now. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I, I find this very scary. I, I think this is not a very good thing to do, to be honest. I mean, if you really want to uh, fuck with, uh, I, like... <sighs> There is an expression that you don't poke the bear. And this is feeling very much like they're poking the bear. Okay, uh, it's... Because I, Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, Iran is, is, is a huge fucking bear. That's for, sh- for sure. Uh, well, yeah, this isn't just... We'll talk about it in a second, but... This, the other thing besides the FBI and the DOJ was the Department of Commerce Bureau and of Industry and, and Security... Okay. Right. Uh, which I've no, I've never heard of that before. Right. I think I've heard about it. Let me look up what it is. Um, I think this is just obviously. What would be the first thing a country would do before they were going to go to a war with another country? You'd try to shut down their shut country's down their news, media. news yeah. and media. Right. This is like. I, you know, it's like uh, War 101, basically, um, that we're seeing yeah. happening right in front of us. You know, it feels it feels like it's a very big leap in the in the way of of. Uh, I wouldn't surprise if we next week say, "Hey, there's a war going on now." <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the Bureau of Industry and Security is an agency that deals with issues involving natural, national security and high technology. A principal goal for the Bureau is helping stop the proliferation of mass destruction while furthering the growth of U.S. export. What? <laughs> what? Okay. So... It's there to stop nuclear weapons, but also to facilitate U.S. trade? Okay. It's <laughs> a weird combination of things that you're doing there. (laughs) So I think that Um, what they do is they overthrow governments that are in the way of us making more money. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. (laughs) The government branch of, hey, we want to make more money. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And then 
Uh, U.S. forces launch airstrike against Taiwan-backed militias. Hey, it's almost like they were doing this for a reason or something. The United States said Sunday it carried out another round of airstrikes against Iranian-backed militias in Iraq and Syria, this time in response to drone attacks. In a statement, the U.S. military said it targeted optional, operational and weapons storage facilities at two locations in Syria and one location in Iraq. It did not disclose whether it believed anyone was killed or injured. I don't understand the U.S., and I'm sorry that your reputation for this, uh, fascination of, like I said, poking the fucking bear. Like, this is so, like... Uh, <laughs> you gotta go back to General Wesley Clark and the whole, the seven countries... And Iran was the seventh right. country on the list. This, this has been a plan since the Bush administration. I know. <laughs> right. I know. Uh, the strikes came at the direction of Joe Biden, the second time he has ordered retaliatory, retaliatory strikes against Iran-backed militia since taking office five months ago. So he's bombed Syria twice in five months, by the way. And the strikes came even as the Biden administration <laughs> is looking to potentially, potentially revive the 2015 nuclear deal with Iran. The decision to retaliate appears to show how Biden aims to compartmentalize such defensive strikes while simultaneously engaging in di diplomacy. <laughs> That's not how that works, guy. This is not how diplomacy fucking works. Jesus Christ almighty. Like, I, I have no higher education than even I fucking understand that. <laughs> right. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? It's like hijack, or it's like coming up to somebody at a car with a gun, stealing their car and everything in it, but giving them their purse back. <laughs> yes, and say, "Hey, why don't you smile and say thank you?" For yeah, exactly. We gave you your purse yeah. back. You got all your cash. And you got your cards. <laughs> why is it angry? Oh. Sometimes I don't really understand how you can live in that country, Luke. I really don't. Uh, yeah, I was born here, so it happened. Yeah. I didn't really... I didn't really yeah, choose it. choice. <laughs> yeah. Canada. Uh, hey, uh, John McAfee is dead. Uh, that's more or less it. Uh, well, uh, we haven't talked about him. Sorry? He's dead, but it, it's kind of a, a weirder story than that. If it was just uh, yeah. like, oh, he's dead, then it would be, would be one thing, but uh, sure, John McAfee... talked about him before on this podcast. Uh, Multiple times, so, probably. Multiple times. And, uh, yeah, people are calling this new Epstein uh, because uh, his girlfriend came out with a letter because, guess what? Uh, they say he committed suicide. And his girlfriend's like, nah. Oops. Not only do they say he committed suicide, they say he committed suicide in the exact same way Epstein committed suicide. As Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, I know. And and the, you know, all the same signs were like, it'd be really hard to kill yourself in the way Epstein did in a jail cell like that, and it's the yeah. same situation here. Also, the other thing that this guy, John McAfee, he was known to be a little out there, a little crazy. But at one point, mm -hmm. not too long ago, he did an interview where he said, "If uh, I ever die by suicide, I didn't. I was killed. I didn't. 
Right. If that ever ha- I didn't I didn't do it. Right. <laughs> and then it happens. Yeah, exactly. Um it's a little like <laughs> There yeah, yeah there's But he also said something about there being like a dead man switch that if he did die that it would and he didn't uh, people didn't hear from him that this dead man switch was go- all these documents were going to be released about different things probably related to like uh, nat- uh, my guess because he was involved in like virus protection and yeah. things like that he would know a lot about uh, mm-hmm. different uh, different ways to like do back end uh, encryption and things like that uh, that the US government does maybe he had stuff on that but like I like we said, there was supposed to be a dead man switch, and I haven't heard of any any information coming out from this guy. So I have a feeling he was just a little bit a little bit out there, a little bit maybe paranoid, a little bit uh, narcissistic, you know, that kind of thing. He's a little bit crazy. He's a little bit rock and roll. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, we should. We didn't even mention. Uh, he was in prison. Uh, in Spain. In Spain, and yeah, and uh, he was wow. being extradited to the U.S. Uh, right. That's what and was that's happening. Why, right, exactly. That's why he killed himself, allegedly. Allegedly. I love, I, I love, like, every time we hear something that has to do with, like, suicide, we have to say allegedly now. Like, it's, it's so weird. Yeah, but uh, did you see it? Uh, I... Uh, what his girlfriend said about like this was not a suicide. She believed that he he would never he he right. as she knew him he would never commit suicide. But he had yeah. been in prison for a while, I guess, and you know he wasn't he was a little out there in his head already. Uh, oh, and you don't really know a person like no matter what the loved one is always going to say it wasn't suicide. You know what I mean. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. That is true. I guess. At least for uh, a while, because it's like that whole like denial mm-hmm. and then acceptance. You know, it's the the st- oh, yeah, yeah. Talking about crime, uh, key witness in the Assange case admits to lies. What? Really? It's not like we have said this for how many years now? A witness in, in the indictment. A witness in the United States Department of Justice case against Julian Assange has admitted to fabricating key accusations in the indictment. The witness has, who has documented history of sociopathy and has received several convictions for sexual abuse against minors and a wide-ranging, and wide-ranging financial fraud. This was the person that they were. Oh, this is a trustworthy yeah. witness, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, made the admission in a newly published interview in Studen. Uh, this is an uh, Icelandic yeah, uh, yes. newspaper where he confessed to having continued, uh, also ha- had confessed to continuing a cr- his crime spree while still working for the Department of Justice and FBI <laughs> and received a promise of immunity from prosecution. Hmm. What? I wonder why he lied. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> the man in question, uh, I'll just call him Ziggy, because that's like his nickname, was recruited by the U.S. authorities to build a case against Assange after misleading them. He believed he was previously 
close to the uh, to his associate. In fact, he had volunteered on a limited basis to raise money for WikiLeaks in 2010. Uh, but Julian Assange was visiting his home in the country of Iceland around this time due to work in Icelandic media. Uh, right. So this guy was... What happened... The first indictment was uh, against Julian Assange happened, and that was for everything that happened with Chelsea Manning and the mm. 2010 release of documents by WikiLeaks. Uh, that definitely looked like it was going to completely flop. So what they did, the U.S., is they came in with a second set of uh, charges, and in those charges, the, this was the main charge, was that he had worked with this guy Ziggy, and had um, told him to hack uh, Icelandic uh, government websites, mm -hmm. saying that saying mm -hmm. that uh, Assange had uh, that was one of the reasons they were giving as uh, a hacking charge against Assange, which is like the one thing they can get him on. They can't really get him on publishing things because then, they, like we've said in the past, they'd have to go across. Uh, they'd have to go for the New York Times and the Washington Post and everybody else who publishes the same kind of stuff that he published. Um, but they can go after him for hacking. So this, they found this guy who they say lied to him. Uh, and then they kept working with him, even though they, it seems like they knew he was in the middle of a crime crazy. spree. Right. Yeah. And not only that uh, is a bit crazy and had charges of like sexual assault against minors. This was the person that the U.S. was like, yeah, uh, this is our witness against Julian Assange. He comes out because the Icelandic government wanted to charge him. He came out uh, for another immunity deal with the Icelandic government to say uh, that he had lied to the U.S. government. Yeah. So now the I... ba basically the only charge that's worth anything in the 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 case against Assange, uh, the main witness lied about everything. So I, I don't yep. know why we haven't already thrown out the Assange case, but... Oh, remember when he raped this lady, definitely in Sweden? <laughs> right, remember when that, that mm -hmm. happened, but then the lady said it didn't happen, but then they kept charging him anyways? I do remember that. Hey, do you like M&M's? Uh, I'm more of a... Um, what do you, uh, peanut, peanut butter M&M guy. I agree. I like peanut uh, butter. Peanut butter? I do like peanut butter as well. But I like peanut <laughs> I don't know why that I all of a sudden got to be butter. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, man breaks Guinness World Record with the tallest stack of M&M's. How tall can a stack of M&M's be, Luke? A British civil engineer who loves chocolate is daring anyone uh, at his new Guinness World Record to try to beat him. Whit Cutbill, who lives in England town of Solihull, uh, took the title for the tallest stack of M&M's in the Guinness Book of World Records reportedly earlier this month with just five. Five M&M's. What? That doesn't seem that high. When I tell them it's five, they're all shocked, he told CNN. Yeah. Uh, they want to go, give it a try and try to beat me. 
couple said he came up with the idea to break the record while munching on the chocolates during a UK uh, during the UK's lockdown. Uh, mm. It at first it wasn't very many until one day I thought, right, let's crack this. So I sat down, very determined to complete it. So I get like I've read some articles with people who have actually gone and tried this, and it's apparently incredibly difficult. <laughs> Yeah, because five doesn't sound that many. But you got to consider like they're rounded, like the roundness yeah, yeah, yeah. of them. They're yeah, definitely. they're flat, but like uh, I assume you'd stack them flat. What? Yeah, you can see right here in the Instagram video mm. which way he's stacking them. So I think it's just the shape of them that makes it difficult. That's my guess. The shape of you. <laughs> so. Okay, I have to admit something. Uh, Norway has a very big fascination of Tour de France. Um, because Tour de France have... Uh, we have had some riders... We actually have uh, one or two riders in this year's Tour de France as well. And uh, Norwegian's biggest commercial TV channel sends this all the fucking time in the summer. Uh, it's like every time. Uh, I find it very boring uh, until this week. Uh, because, holy moly, uh, there was this incredibly stupid woman that <laughs> puts out this uh, uh, shaped cardboard sign where it says, like, hello, grand grandpa uh, on it. And, uh, well, should I watch the video? And see what happens when you do that. Yeah, go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. Okay, we're getting a arrow pointing at the front of the pack here. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, jeez. <laughs> oh no, they're all. Oh, they're still falling. It's like a domino yep. effect happening. Yep. Yep. Look all. At, at all those people. How did she even get... Like, shouldn't they have, like, ropes up? You know what I mean? Like, no, around no, no. the... That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Or at least at the and... starting line, there should be, like... Like, because once they get, like, out of the main pack, I can see there not being people on the side of the yeah. road, but, like, right at the beginning, they really should have some kind of ropes up. <laughs> I love... I love this uh, replay with him driving into the side and just falling over. I don't... That's the other thing, is he didn't seem... Right away, he didn't seem phased by the fact there was a sign in front of him. He was like, I'm just gonna right. go through this sign. And then the sign was made of, it like, titanium yeah. or something. <laughs> it looks like it's made of titanium. It was, it was like an antimanium <laughs> sign, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they are looking for this person. I wonder why. Apparently, they the person fled the country like yep. right away. So, um, yep. and the Tour de France is looking to sue them. I'm not. I guess yep. for damages. I'm not sure. Yep, for a lot of money. So, look. Do you think time uh, goes fast by? It's a it's relative, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Einstein and Trump uh, thinks the same. Don't let time fly. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Sometimes during a day when I'm planning this segment, I change the theme and I change the tone. 
sometimes I do that because I don't want sudden anger to be a part of this segment. Earlier today and yesterday, I planned to make a segment called "Yeah, Done with Family." I hate my family or shit like that because I'm have some problem with some family members. I don't know about the start of it. I'm part of the blame, I guess, because I've been absent from part of my family for a long time. Well, there are many different reasons for that. Some things I don't involve them in, and so they don't involve me in things, and so it go on and on and on. So you get bitter. And when you get bitter, even worse than that, you don't know what to do. Because you want to change the situation, but sometimes you can't, and sometimes you don't know how. Where do you start? Why do you, how do you tell people things that you want to tell them without looking like it's all about you? When it's sometimes always about sometimes about them. Where and when and so on. Sometimes you don't need relationship counseling. You need family counseling. You need to see that people done mistakes and sometimes they do it again and again and time goes and you don't know really how time flies. Suddenly one year has gone and suddenly ten years have gone and you didn't know what happened in the first place. People can be bitter. I gonna and I know why people can be bitter on me. They have a good reason to do so. I cannot excuse myself because there are no excuses to give. I can say I have mental problems. I do. But how I deal with those problems, you have some responsibility for that. So I take the most responsibility. I can only give advice to others. How they not should behave in. What they should not do. Don't do like me. Sometimes waiting can be good. But sometimes waiting can also be a drag. You have to confront the bullshit early on. This is like my, my, we learn in life and we learn through experience. But sometimes after you have learned it, there's no way back to repairing what you fucked up while you were learning. And that is a big problem. I live in a society that's not that open. We always say like Norway is open people and we open-minded and so on. But Norway has the same problem with a lot of other societies. We don't talk with each other that much. And sometimes it's harder to talk inside a family than talk with some of your closest friends and colleagues. And that's too bad. I want people not to do what I did. I haven't spoken with my brother for nearly a year now. I wish I could. I know part of the blame why it happened in the first place is me. But I miss him. I hope he missed me too. But too many things happen and so many times and so many disappointments. So maybe it will be fixed and maybe not. But I wish I could have done go back and done it at an early stage when it didn't happen. I could be something else. That's the difficult now. Don't do like I do. Maybe it's easier to admit for yourself certain things on, on the early stage then is to say I'll learn from it later because we think too much about himself and when you have problems you get self-absorbed with the problem 
So, be early, be clear, think. Don't always time, but sometimes times also can run out. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. Uh, hopefully everything's going good for you. Uh... Mm-hmm. This has been one very, very funny TV week. Because I probably have seen the worst show I have ever seen in my entire life. I will actually start with that. It, it was up there. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. It is It is called When Nature Calls. Yes. Helen Mirren. So me and Luke have a rule on the podcast that you have to watch two episodes to be out. And I can tell you that this rule is going to be breaking in this show because guess what? I saw 15 minutes and I was like, nope, I'm never ever going to watch this. I think the rule ever. is the rule is you have to have two episodes to have it count for the end of the year. I know whatever. But this is going to be there, I promise you. If something is worse than this, I will be super surprised. So Let's tell the audience what it's supposed to be. So, it is supposed to be this nature program with very, very funny bits and things like that. Because animals can talk in this show. So, if you have seen a normal nature documentary by someone on the BBC or whatever... You see this show, but they put in very funny voices inside of it because it's supposed to be very, very funny. You're making it sound too good because you're making it sound like it's Attenborough with like funny voices, but it's not because Attenborough at least has like a storyline where it's like the lions go across the Sahara and then they meet up with the gazelle and there's no storyline in this. It jumps from one animal to another, like all over the place. There's no like continue like through the episode. There's not like one storyline of an animal doing something like one of those nature shows. The wishing fish, the wishing fish. Yeah. But that was just one segment, you know? And then there's another segment. That's like, uh, the one that's like house uh, housewives thing where it's like these squirrels, but they make them make a, like a, skit where the squirrels are running around and they do they voice over the, what the squirrels are saying very instagram comedy you know instagram dog comedy style and then they, but they make it this like housewives type show about squirrels but then they have helen mirren doing the voiceover of all of this like yes yes why how the fuck did i trick helen mirren to well, do this? you can tell she's being very tongue-in-cheek because even she in the first episode is like uh, talking about how um, I'm this major actress, and, but I, now I'm doing this. She's she's making a joke about it herself. Um, and I can understand, like, they're definitely going for this, like, Instagram comedy dem- demographic with, like, the weird... Because on Instagram, they have these, like, weird dog videos where they voice over the dog, just like they're voicing over the animals here. But what my guess is, is that this show... Uh, Whoever made it, the company who made it, let's say the production mm. company, they just happened to have acquired uh, a, a bunch of different footage, and one of the lots of footage just happened to be a whole bunch of nature footage. And they were like, what the fuck are we going to do with this? Nobody likes to watch nature shows anymore, <laughs> right? 
but but we bought this lot of stuff with all these reality shows and then with all these reality shows that we wanted there was all this crap nature footage that was left over right yeah this is my guess of what happened and then they were like i know we'll get Her helen mirren to voice over an instagram funny video like internet style show and we'll just use these clips for that that's what i think happened here but it, it is so atrociously bad that I, I i i i sat there and i was thinking to myself i would rather watch the island again than finish this episode i watched one is episode and i'm I'm, I'll try to get through another episode to count it at the end of the oh. year. I mean, hopefully you try to to do like at least try so that you can count it. I, uh, I, I will try. I will try. It has. I'll let you know. It has twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, How before we do our scores. Get twenty percent. Wow. It has an yeah, audience no. audience score of nineteen. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to be a fat fucking zero, that's for sure. Oh, I give it a one. Oh. You're too, too nice. I guess so. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a one for Helen Mirren. How about that? <laughs> what else did you watch? Uh, let's see. Uh, something old. Uh, Holy Moly Season 3, Episode 1. Mm -hmm. Did you check mm -hmm. out? I didn't know it had come out last week. Did you? Uh, oh yeah, no, I didn't. No. I, maybe they just didn't advertise as well as they did the last few seasons because it's. I feels like feels like the last two seasons. I just I knew it was coming up because it was like yeah plastered everywhere. I think this time they just assume people know the show. We don't really have to advertise it that much. People right. who like it are gonna watch it. Um, I still like it. What about you? Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh no. Okay. Well, there's three episodes out already. Uh, so oh, you wow. got some stuff to watch, and there'll probably be another episode out before you even get to that. I think it airs on Wednesday, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm wondering where they filmed this, if they filmed it in L.A. or if, if they filmed it in Australia while they were filming the other show and then are now airing it. I wonder that, number one. Uh, number two, they changed up some things, but they changed, it was like, they took the windmill hole and they just put fire on the side of it. That was it. And they took the porta potty hole and they just changed the color of the water brown to make it look like poop. So they kind of cheaped out on some of the new holes. Uh, but but they did do some interesting new holes. Uh, overall, I, I, I still give it a seven. But I didn't think it was as fun maybe as the last few seasons. But maybe I'm, it's just getting... The, the gimmick might be getting tired, you know? I mean, Australia was amazing. I think Australia was the best season so that far. That could have been it yeah. as well, is that, like, the Australian season spoiled... Because the U.S. Yeah. season's a little more U.S. cheesy, which isn't as... Mm -hmm. uh, which isn't as fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely thought that Australia was the best season so far. Um... Something we both saw, uh, because we saw it together. Uh, I saw two episodes of this, but I saw one episode with you. I saw season finale, uh, season's finale, yes. Season start of Too Hot to Handle, season two. Yeah, I saw another episode of this. Uh, yeah. It's one of those shows that you don't want to watch, but it's good. 
You, it's, it's like, good. I feel bad watching it and because I, I shouldn't like it. In my brain, my yeah. brain goes, you should not enjoy this. And, and, yeah. and then the other part, my animal brain in the middle goes, you love this. You love this show. Yeah. <laughs> this is trash, but holy fuck, I want to watch this trash. Exactly. Uh, I think... I think they have been better in the casting this year than last year, to be honest. Because uh, when we talked about it, I, I I don't remember. I remember one single person from last season. I think I will remember more people from this season. Well, I remember two people from last season just because of the bathroom kissing scene. Those are the two people I remember, <laughs> right? And that was well, probably one of the, uh, the yes. one of them is probably the only person you remember. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that was kind of the biggest controversial moment of that whole season. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I probably won't watch more, most more of this. Maybe I will. I don't. It's hard to tell. Um, yeah. Because if if I just don't have anything else to watch, I'll I'll go to this as like a guilty pleasure for sure. Uh, would you give it? Uh, I give it a four. I'm still gonna give it a two. It's still bad. <laughs> yeah, but. It's entertainingly bad, at least. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're next. Right. Uh, something you recommended to me. You, me, and my ex. Another thing that's yeah. kind of definitely in the guilty pleasure area of television. Um, <laughs> I I have to admit, I, I totally came over this uh, with a fluke. Because I also saw this this week. I think it had premiered this week. Right, and I didn't see anything for this anywhere either. Um, this is on right. TLC, so it's very much like 90 Day Fiance style show. It's very much. I mean, like the <laughs> not even just like the concept, but like the camera work, the way it's right. cut together, the editing, everything is very much like 90 Day Fiance. Um, I, I mean, some of the characters I like more than others uh, <laughs> so far in this season of the show, but I feel like this... This show's got legs where people are going to watch it, for sure. Oh, definitely. I have to say that uh, the couple where where uh, the wife and his uh, her husband and the ex-wife ex, uh, uh, and he, her husband is maybe the most funny house. Uh, yeah, I guess the concept of the show, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's basically about couples who were um, together and uh, mm-hmm. they split up but they're still friends and then one of the people in the couple gets in another relationship it doesn't have to be that they're married it can be boyfriend girlfriend yeah. whatever um, in one case they're married in other cases that's boyfriend girlfriend <laughs> stuff uh, um, I felt so bad for the girlfriend in this episode <laughs> really the guy I felt were the two that are married, the like new the people from New Jersey, right. I felt the worst for the guy in the blue shirt who's like the <laughs> the other husband. Yes. You know he's yes. the guy that I felt the worst for because he's he didn't yeah. really talk at all, but you could tell how uncomfortable right. he was the entire he was time. The whole situation, yeah. Right. And and probably being on TV <laughs> like showing this to the world as well is probably quite uncomfortable. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just them showing their lives and like what their lives are all about. It's not really like it's a reality show in the sense that it's just uh, a camera following these people who have very weird relationships with uh, with their significant others and ex significant others. 
So I saw a TV show that you recommended me uh, last week, uh, Amazing Vacation Homes. Is that what it's called? Uh, I've got it written down on my sheet last week. One second. Yeah, Amazing Vacation Homes is what it's called directly. Amazing uh, Vacation Rentals is what I Ah, have. Ah, okay. so this is very like standard. Oh, don't you wish you lived like uh, in where I live? Like kind of me? Standard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> don't you wish you governed myself like me? Uh, but uh, I think what destroys this TV show is actually the whole subset because they are really awful. I mean, like atrociously bad. Right. Well, I mean, uh, I, I said that last week. What it like? What was it that was so bad? Because I couldn't really put my finger chemistry. on. It. Was it about it? Okay. Yeah, it is definitely their chemistry. It seems like they don't like each other, and that's really like, and and it's like it's really like they're trying to up each other. So it's not like oh, they're not having fun with it. Oh, it's I lovely. see. Like they're yeah. it, it's yeah. so. I, if I'm getting this right, because they are trying to pretend that these three are like friends, kind of in the show. Right. And, and, and it, it, what it you're saying is that's like, yeah, but they're not really friends. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and it looks kind of forced and fake. I get. Yeah. Maybe that is yeah. totally what I was I picking up on, but didn't really know how to articulate. Yeah. Right. Uh, I give it a three. Okay. Cool. Uh, oh, did we score? Uh, you, me, and my ex? I don't think we did. No, we didn't. I gave that uh, 3.5. 3.5? Really? I went 6 with it. So me, really? and, me and Too Hot to Handle, we like our scores were yeah. totally opposite with these shows, even though they're kind of similar in their... The way is, they... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Weird. That's fun. Uh, am I next? Yeah? Yes. Okay. I saw MODOK. Uh, I think I was oh. just on... Hulu or something, and I saw a preview for it, and I remember saying, oh, that's just another Marvel show. I don't really want to see... I don't like superhero shows. Right. But when I saw yeah. the commercial for it, I was like, wait. I It was like kind of in the background on the side. I wasn't really paying attention, and I look over, and I was like, is that Robot Chicken? What is going on? You know what I mean? And then I yeah. realized... Uh, who was in it and all the, like the cast members who uh, do the voices. And I was like, wow, these are a bunch of really like Patton Oswald and all these people who I really like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, maybe I need to give this a shot. And I actually really enjoyed the first two episodes. So I'm oh, going to, cool. I'm going to watch more of the, more of this. Uh, it's very, it kind of is robot chicken, but Marvel, right? Yeah. Uh, Except yes, not I, sketches, I, 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 I guess. Right. The animation style is maybe what uh, right because it, really it's all this show. Yeah, and the and the comedy. I really like the comedy of it. Like oh, the, his little minions who he can do whatever to, and they never get mad at him. And then the wife mm-hmm. uh, is always the wife family, but he's this like evil superhero. But he also has to take yeah. out the he he has to take out the trash on Sunday, just like everybody else. But he also happens to be a criminal mastermind i mean that's that's comedy and i like that mm-hmm. overall i gave it a 6.5 6.5 cool uh okay uh i have two things left uh both both on netflix 
I'm going to guess that you maybe saw Sex Life? Uh, yes, I did. So, this is a love triangle story. Uh, was this Spanish? No, this was English, right? I think it originally was Spanish. Oh, I have no idea. The, the version okay, I yeah. watched was English, so... Well, okay, yes. But yeah, no, it is about uh, Billy, uh, her husband, and uh, past boyfriend that is so steamy that she can't really hold her hands away from him because he's so hot and he's so fist is made for a look. Uh, to be honest, bro, 14-year-old boys. Because <laughs> I remember watching softcore porn on, like, Cinemax when I was a kid, and that's what this is. It's just Cinemax, like, on Netflix. You, re you remember Cinemax softcore porn, like, in the in the late yeah. 90s, early 2000s? This is just that. I mean, it's got all the nudity, the amount of nudity and sex that those kind of weird softcore porns that were terrible back then had, um... And it's, it's just on Netflix. So, yeah, that's who this is for, is 14-year-old boys. And maybe, like, but, housewives. People who it, people it, who like uh, Fifty Shades, maybe. Yes. I, I was just thinking about that. Is this Fifty Shades of Grey, the TV show? But it doesn't have them. any bondage or anything like that. It's just all... Right. It's just wild sex, yeah. I watched two episodes, and I am going to run the other way. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh... This is just... I gave it a... Wait, what did I give it? A four... I, yeah, I gave it a four. Oh, okay. I gave it a 3.5. So. I mean, the acting, the actors, I don't want to take anything away from that. They did a good job acting. Some of the cinematography sure. is interesting. The storyline's really dumb. It's really stupid. How are you supposed to feel bad for this woman? Like, I don't understand why I'm supposed to feel bad for her. It's like... Right. She has a perfect life, and she's... Ups she's... Oh, I'm super rich and successful, and but my life's so hard. It's like fuck you. <laughs> uh, and you are correct. It's an American show because the first episode is called "The Wives Are in Connecticut." <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty American to me. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. I saw an FX show uh, called "The Cho Show" from the Show Show. Yeah. Uh. Let's see, I, I think this guy was named Steven? David. David Cho. Uh, I don't know if you saw him when he was on Rogan. He's like the blonde-haired Asian guy who wears, like, Hawaiian t-shirts. Mm, don't think so. Uh, I, that's the only time I had ever seen him in the past is when he got interviewed on the Joe Rogan show, like, I don't know, a year ago, maybe? Um, okay. He's like an artist. He's like a very eclectic artist who had like a really rough upbringing with like gangs and vi like you know violence and stealing things and stuff like that but then it he turned it into like an art career well he made a tv show and in the tv show he says he that he paid for the whole thing but it's basically each episode he sits down with some famous people in the first episode it's uh Kat Von D the tattoo artist and her husband oh i like her and then a porn star who had, I don't think I've ever heard of. Uh, and he interviews them while he's painting a picture or drawing something of them, like doing an artwork piece about them, but then he's interviewing them at the same time. Does that make sense? Um, mm -hmm. But he kind of goes into some deep places where he, 
both people in the first episode, he gets them to cry. Uh, and it's pretty moving. One part where the this uh, this guy who looks like this tough L.A., like East L.A. gangster dude, starts bawling about uh, his father passing away. And it's like, wow, this is pretty moving stuff. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it to you. I think you'd like it, Fro. I gave it a, a 5.5. I mean, it's kind of, um, what's a good word? It's a little bit bland, and I can see how after, like, four or five episodes, I would be sick of it, so. Uh, I saw a documentary uh, called Pushing the Line on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, this is about uh, people that are trying to push, push their bo- uh, boundaries to do uh, crazier and more wild stunts. Okay. Uh, so it's about daredevils. Um, uh, for example, nylon ropes stretched 500 feet in the air, and they need to go on it and things like that. Right. Uh, like, it, it is just that kind of show. It's very, very boring. I saw two episodes, and I'm out 3.5. All right, and then the last thing we saw probably was Epstein's Shadow. Yeah. This is available on Peacock. Peacock? Um, Peacock! It's it's a documentary. Uh, why don't you go first? Because I have something negative to say about it, so I don't want to start. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I also have something negative to say about it, but I, I, think, I think it is... Uh, this is about Ghislaine Maxwell. I'm going to call her Jis Max. I, I love how they're like, her name is Jis Lane, not Jis Lane. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, I think it's a very well-made documentary, but it is extremely close to trying to make her look good. That's what I. That was what exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, it, I thought about it afterwards. Epstein's shadow, just the title, yeah, implies that yeah. she was under his wing, and they make it seem like for, right from the first episode that it wasn't her fault. She ended up with Epstein. It was her upbringing. Yeah. It was her father's uh, problems with business. It was uh, that her brother got what got hit by a car and so she was ignored when she was a little kid it Mm. really felt like they were making a lot of excuses for her at one point a woman in this says um this one woman in it specifically i think it was a friend of hers maybe uh really put across a lot of that energy where she was like she um she was disappointed with her as a woman because she had uh she'd gone against her own gender and to me, I was thinking, wait a second, is there like a war between genders that I'm not aware of? <laughs> like, you can go against your own gender? That's the whole, like, bro code idea. Is there, you well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, she. this is way beyond bro code. She is a criminal. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I don't like documentaries where they go like, oh, feel bad for her. Her dad hit her. Yeah. There's a lot of people like, that gets molested by their dad that doesn't turn out like a crazy motherfucker like Ghislaine Maxwell. So I, fe- I felt very much like this documentary was trying to 
go a little too close to like poor Gislaine. But on the other side, it was very, very informing. And it was very, very interesting. It was informative, of, of yeah. especially of like her whole life and everything leading up to her getting arrested and sure. going. It was. But that even that that helped make it feel like, uh, oh, we're building a case of her being it, it not being her fault that this happened. Right. And that yeah. um, it was it, Epstein was just facilitating this. And she it really wasn't her fault because of her whole life story. And that was what this whole right. thing was. And if you like you said, it feels like because the trial's coming up that somebody was like, well, we need to, like, create a documentary that shows her in a good light so that people will feel sorry for her, I guess? That's what it felt like it, to me. It doesn't make it too obvious that, that it is that. And that's maybe the biggest problem I have with sure. the documentary. It was trying to be it, conniving and, like, kind of... Ba- no, yes. Yeah, exactly, totally. It, it's, it's being like, oh, she's this amazingly bad person... But guess what? She has reasons because she has, she's this amazing. Her dad didn't hug her. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, it just it almost feels like a reaction to like uh, her being a socialite in that era. And probably people who knew her and stuff like that are like, well, we were friends with like a lot of these people are friends with her and things like that that were being interviewed. So they're going to have that kind of opinion where like, I saw her positive most of my life, and that's where they were coming from. So I understand that, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, I give this a four. That's what I gave it to. Awesome. Cool. But the last, last thing we saw together was uh, Panic, Episode 5. Panic, Episode 5. That's right. Uh, Phantoms, the players brave a night at the local haunted house where ghosts new and old make themselves known. The answer to a riddle reveals the game's troubled legacy. Heather's goal almost almost goes up in smoke when we learn that one of Panic's loudest detractors has a secret connection to the game. Yeah, this was a much better episode. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. It was an amazing, but it was definitely much better than last episode. It was cl- close, because right up until, like, maybe two-thirds of the way through, we were getting, like, we were going, yeah. oh, come on, give us some gameplay and something, and yeah. then the last one-third of it was all gameplay, and a lot of, the, we got this riddle, which we learned a bunch of stuff about, and then we get our cliffhanger, where our main character is stuck in the haunted house, and the haunted house is on fire, we don't know how she's gonna get out, uh, we don't know if her friend got out in time or not, um, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting cliffhanger for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole episode definitely felt better, and the next episode is directed by the same person, so I have faith that the next episode is also going to be just as good. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I gave this a uh, 6. I gave it a 6.5, yeah. yeah. Uh, some TV news. Uh, Debris, your most one, one of your most voted shows, look of the year. Uh, is cancelled after one season. Are you sad? It was my most anticipated show, but when I do most anticipated, like, top five <laughs> at the beginning of the year, I always right. go off just kind of, like, the concept of the show. I'm never really worried about, like, the director or the actors. I usually... Is this a cool concept? Am I going to think it's yeah. a cool storyline? Then 
uh, you, that's usually, not always, but that's usually, and this had a cool concept, but when I watched it, I don't remember liking it all that much either, so I'm not surprised. Uh, hey, uh, I didn't really like it either, but I am, I am, yeah, I guess, uh, I'm more confused by Manifest than I'm confused by this. Because this didn't draw in any numbers. Right. I think Manifest will be caught up, but that's another topic. But. I've seen an article just this week t talking about they're definitely shopping it around. And like I said, Netflix... Last night when I went on Netflix, they have the top ten today in TV or whatever. Yeah. Number one was yeah. Manifest. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you know that James Corden is racist? I did not know that. Me neither. I don't know a lot uh, about James Corden, though, so... No. Uh, but, yeah, no. A TikTok user uh, took offense to his uh, popular sketch, uh, Spill Your Guts. Uh, and uh, people were demanding changes uh, because uh, he they said he was showing insensitivity against uh, Asian culture. Yeah, it says here, uh, Corden and Jimmy Kimmel asked each other probing questions while dishing over balut, among other uh, number of foods, uh, Corden calling them disgusting and horrific. Uh, the TikTok post said, what they're, call they're calling Asian food disgusting live on TV. Huh? This is literally racist and so disrespectful. What the uh, WTF, yeah. I yeah. guess I can see that, but, like, on the internet, people eat weird Asian food, like, weird delicacies from around the world all the time, so our Rhett right. and Link are definitely racist, then, also. Yes. Right. Yes. Everybody that does this are racist, because that's definitely what I had in mind when they did it. They were thinking, oh, gosh, I hate everything Asian, so I will do this. Yeah, the LA Beast, maybe one of the nicest people on the entire internet, is also, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's racist. Yeah, but uh, he's changing it, at least. So, there is that. Well, that's good. Uh, do you want to feel bad for somebody that doesn't really should have your sympathy? I don't, I don't necessarily feel bad for her, but... Uh... No, me neither. Okay. That's... Do you want to feel bad for somebody that really doesn't need, uh, uh, need sympathy? Was what I said. So, yeah, because Small Will star Allison Mack she apologizes ahead of sex cult sentencing. I wonder if she's doing this as a PR thing. Wee wee wee, bing bing bing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure lawyers are saying this is a good idea. You have to do this yes. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. It definitely, uh, the statement is probably completely written and not, you know, from the heart or anything. So I'm not, I'm not going to feel bad for her or anything. And oh. uh, we'll see what happens with the, with the case, I guess, here pretty soon. I'm, I'm very excited for this. I hope she gets jailed very, very hard. I like the, that documentary shook me to the ground. Like, really? I got weasley upset watching that documentary. It was so awful. And she was so awful. 
yeah, I never, I never watched it actually, but I just know the whole story of everything that happened. So like, I've read plenty of articles and I've, you know, done enough research that I know everything that pretty much happened because mm. mostly just because I'm interested in cults. That's that's mostly why. <laughs> hey ho! Do you know what you should go to? You should go to another digital citizen at gmail dot com. That's another digital citizen at gmail dot com. If you, you want to see, uh, send us a letter, or you can go and visit on us on Twitter. It's podcast ADC at podcast ADC, or we have a Facebook group, also called Another Digital Citizen. Uh, Britney Spears uh, has been in news. Uh, she wants her life back. Luke, I wonder why. Yeah, I mean this. We've been covering the Britney Spears conservatorship story for a while now. She hasn't been able to come out and say anything. It says thirteen years of silence. Uh, on the conservatorship that controls her life and money, Britney Spears passionately told a judge Wednesday, this is last Wednesday, she wants to end the abuse, abusive case that made her feel demoralized and enslaved, of course, by her father. Yeah, I read uh, some of the things she said. It was pretty awful. They forced her to have contraception? Is that what I'm to understand? Yep. That's yeah. uh, that's like beyond the boundaries of, of just like dealing with money and things like that. That's like forcing somebody to do something to their body. That seems, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, uh, this was uh, awful to watch, but it was uh, it was very hard to watch. Should I say? Right. Yes. It was just like. It, it is sad to see someone that uh, is fighting so hard for, like, access to their own life, more or less. Yeah, and the other thing is a lot of people who have been saying that she wants out of this and that she was upset about it have been called, like, conspiracy theorists and that, oh, you're just blowing this out of proportion, people doing protests and things in Los Angeles. When you now mm-hmm. you look back at it and... They were right. All those thing, people that said those things were, they were all right. Hey, look, do you want to see a stupid movie with Liam Neeson in it? Uh, I saw a stupid movie with Liam Neeson in it. Was it called The Ice Road, by any chance? Yeah, it was called The Ice Road, but not, <laughs> but not by any chance. It was just called The Ice Road. <laughs> Uh, this is with Liam Neeson, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, that is maybe the most known people in it. Definitely. It's about, it's about uh, this mine uh, that collapses, and about this man that has to deliver drilling equipment from the other side of America to this place to get these people out. That is more or less uh, the movie, and they have to... Drive over, guess what? A nice road! <laughs> yeah, this, That's the whole, whole fucking concept. This was clearly sponsored by the truck company Kenworth, because the whole movie <laughs> was just a giant ad for Kenworth trucks. Like, at one point, at the very oh. end of the movie, they even used, like, a dead a character who dies during the movie... Uh, Somebody's like, oh, we went, we're going through his belongings. And the one thing they found out of his belongings was a, a pamphlet for a Kenworth <laughs> truck. 
<laughs> That's what they thought was important to give him, right? I, I, the whole thing was like this giant advertisement for, uh, I guess, driving big rigs. But it, I mean, it was a, kind of a silly action movie, right? Uh, can I just read something? Uh, I I I read in uh, where I downloaded this. Uh, was a guy that said, without spoiling anything, let, let me just say, if you run out of fuel in a semi-truck, it's going to be a while before you get moving again. It would so, uh, make a whole list of factual mistakes. I'm sure IMDb would be full of them on their goof and stuff. <laughs> so people there were like truck drivers like, this doesn't make any sense. I imagine so. And Lawrence Fishburne especially talks, they like gave him all this lingo oh. to talk about. And you're like, that clearly is not a real thing that people say. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I don't know a lot about trucks. I mean, the last movie I saw about trucks was what that Sylvester Stallone movie. Oh yeah. Uh, over the top. Yeah. Over the top. Yeah. I knew somebody in college? No, high school. I knew a guy in high school who wanted to be a truck driver because of that movie. Cool. Like you know, he, he yeah, saw no. over the top and insp- it inspired him to want to be a tr- I can't imagine watching that movie and being inspired to do it be anything. <laughs> well, this is not going to be inspire anything because guess what? I give it a 3. Uh, what did I give it? I'll give it a, a 4. Okay. Uh, let's see, what did I see? Uh, besides Ice Road, I saw... Oh, I saw Nobody, which I hadn't seen yet. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, and last week I saw Extreme or Extremo, and Fro had said, hey, yes. what What do you compare this to Nobody? And I gotta say, Extremo, I enjoyed a little bit more. I don't know what it was about oh, yeah. it. I think the fight choreography was more in-depth. It was more more intense, it seemed more real. The fight choreography and nobody felt more uh, American action movie. Like every uh, every punch and kick looked very similar. Where in Extremo, everything's very different. Like every fight is different because each bad guy has like a separate set of skills. Where in nobody, every bad guy has like the same kind of skills. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, but I'd still give this a six. I, it was fun and. I mean, this was on my most anticipated movies of the year, so I was definitely going to watch it eventually. Uh, and I enjoyed it enough uh, that I feel like I like I didn't waste my time. I guess you know. Right. Something something I don't think you will waste your time with is a movie that I really really do recommend. Is America the Motion Picture on Netflix uh, with uh, George? Uh, so this is an animated uh, comedy action adventure about uh, yeah the beginning of America maybe <laughs> because George Washington has this hand <laughs> with a chainsaw. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sam, Sam Adams and uh, yeah, no, this is very, very, very funny uh, movie about the American Revolution. It has Shining Tatum in it. Uh, 
Olivia Munn, many people you have heard of. Uh, it's on Netflix. I very much recommend it. I give it an eight. I saw The Unholy, uh, which came out a little oh, while ago. I love that movie. Uh, it was all right. I mean, it's it's definitely just kind of a it's so cheesy B horror movie. It's about uh, oh, a little girl who is a deaf mute who. A reporter is going to this town to try to get um, some information on a different story, uh, a story about these this doll, and it turns out not to be anything. But then he smashes the doll, and wackiness ensues. Um, <laughs> there's some murders. Uh, I mean, it was all right. There's a some confusion to me as to how uh, the thing is connected to the girl. In the end, you're kind of like, wait, so is she, how could she, if if she comes back to life, how is it not back to life? You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you um, Right. And so I, that I was a little confused about. The acting is very B, more horror movie acting. So I'm going to judge it on that level of movie. So I'll give it a, a five. Cool. Uh, the last thing I saw was The Quiet Place. Depart. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot that it was even yeah. out already. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you, because I know uh, that you're looking forward to see this. I mean, this is an... Uh... Did you like movie number one? Yeah, we both liked it, right? Yeah, yeah I like movie number one. You're going to like this. It's a, it is a connotation of the first movie. Right. I mean, what, what the fuck can I say? I mean, we see some monsters, and it, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to say anything. It's a connotation. The less you know about it, the more you will be happy about it. I, re- I very much liked it. I think there will be a part three. Okay. Probably. Uh, the last thing I saw was Wish Dragon on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. This I like the animation of this. It's very colorful, very... Uh, I like this movie. Very over-the-top animation, I guess. Uh, yeah. A lot of big eyes and everything. Uh, the concept is very much Aladdin. Uh, it's the concept of Aladdin or Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. Like, the same concept of the, sure. the wishes. Um... I really love the god, I'll just call him god character, probably the best character mm-hmm. in the whole movie. Um, but I And I wish we would have got more of him in the middle. We only get him mm-hmm. at the beginning and then we get him again at the end, and that was my favorite character, right. so I was kind of like, I wish we would have had more of that, because uh, he was funny. But overall, I gave it a 5.5. 5. I, I had fun with it. I mean, it's just a, it's a kid's movie, but... The storyline and the storyline's nothing unique, but the animation's good and the voice acting's good. So, hmm. I think five point five is a little too low, but that's me personally. Yeah, I'm. It it didn't blow my socks off. I guess is my point. Hmm. Uh, hey, how many fucks do you give uh, about uh, F nine? I haven't seen a Fast and the Furious movie since seven. So I, I don't care. You haven't? No. I didn't see any of the ones with The Rock in it, so. Ah, okay. Well, let's talk about Fuck 9. I mean Fast 9, or 
Fast Ferris 9 or F9. Cars look changing. And we change too. It's Vinny Diesel. <laughs> oh, a video of Paul Walker. Do we really need to do that? I guess. Of course we do. We also remember he was in this series. I do remember that. But he also died racing cars, so. <laughs> there also was that, yes. Oh, wow. This movie, these movies have gone so off the rails. <laughs> I know. There's like a stealth fighter. I love how they are supposed to be related. How do you see any relationship between like Vin Diesel and John Cena whatsoever? M muscles, I guess. <laughs> 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 right, they don't have the same face or anything. Yeah, no. Nothing like. I love that it's the same uh, villain as the last time. So. That scene right there in that Japanese city, I've seen that exact street in a video game before. I can't remember what game it was, but. <laughs> Oh, nothing looks... Like, you know this is a Fast and Furious movie. Because it's so stupid. That's just it, this doesn't look like... Original Fast and Furious, this doesn't look like a Fast and the Furious movie to me, you know what I mean? No. This looks like a Bad Boys movie to me. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life. You're right. Yeah. Because that was such a good movie. Oh wait, dude, it wasn't. It was such an ill-timed movie, as re remember? <laughs> like the political ramifications of that? Uh... It's good to be back. But uh, I'm going to tell you, audience, like I told you, I've seen eight of them, I will see the nine. Sure, might as well. Yeah. I'm not super interested in it, but... No. I mean, it's gonna be entertaining if you like seeing things blow up, obviously. Sure, but I didn't like Hobbs and Shaw either. And this really reminds me of Hobbs and Shaw. Right. Oh my god. F9, the fast saga. Okay. Wait, was that a Millennium Falcon with like rocket boosters? Yep. Ugh. Yep. Alright. <laughs> they went there, alright. They went there. So what is this clearly Oscar nominated movie all about? Dom Toretto is the li is living the quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, but they know the danger always lurks around the peaceful horizon. The danger always lurks oh just over the peaceful horizon. This time that threat forces Dom to confront the sins of his past to save those he loves most. His crew his crew soon comes together to stop a world-shattering plot by the 
the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they ever encountered. Dom's forsaken wow. brother. Played by John Cena. Uh, but uh, Luke, will we see him? This has got 5.5 5 out of 10 on IMDb, 60% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, 58% on Metacritic, 93% of Google users liked it. So actually, the scores aren't that terrible. That is true. Alan D gave it one star on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. A superhero movie. Everyone's superpower that nothing goes wrong, ever. Movie couldn't end soon enough. I'm not sure he liked it. Uh, but then we had Brent that said, surprisingly funny. Of course it's a loud action packed. The characters in this movie actually poked fun of themselves. The stunts are outlandish. They never scratch. That was wild even for us. I apologize to the rest of the audience since I laughed alone a few times. Overall, a fun ride. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm saying it again. Okay, I got a few that are kind of like all in the same vein, so I'm going to do three like really quick. All right. Uh, Matt Jones says, so far-fetched from what the genre originally was about. Don't get me wrong, the films are still entertaining, but to go from drag racing, street racing, and drifting to this is just way over the top. Kevin Trammell says, how how we go from basic street racing in LA for pink slips and jacking rigs to a special ops team saving the world. Got a bit out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) Got a bit out of hand here. And Oscar Hernandez says, at this point, I'm expecting the aliens from Independence Day or Transformers or Godzilla to attack Dom at the same time he defeats them by driving another Darts Charger around in circles. <laughs> oh, but uh, Heather Maldine says, great movie. Um, Stephanie Jackson says, enjoyed it just because I liked the series. It was... Was it ridiculously far-fetched? Yes, but hopefully the last movie in the series will be a little more rooted in reality. Um, yeah, because I guess the next one is going to be the last film, uh, which is yeah. interesting. Uh, and then just one last one. Pasquale Casilla says, F9 is a comedy, but it just doesn't know it. <laughs> also coming out this uh, week was Werewolf Within. Really? An adaptation of that game. Okay. I love the game, by the way. I didn't uh, know it was a game. Sorry? I didn't know it was a game. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a Ubisoft game. Okay. Uh, a snowstorm traps uh, down uh, the town residents together inside of a local inn, where a newly arrived forest ranger, Fenn, and postal worker, Cecily, must make their way to... Uh, to try to keep peace and uncover the truth behind the mysterious creature that has begun to terrorize the community. This has a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy fuck, that's high. Uh, 65% on Metacritic, uh, 88% of Google users like this. It has uh, Sam Richardson, Harvey Gollin is in this, Melina Vashara, isn't it? <laughs> uh, another movie. I carry you with me. Ambition and societal pressure propel an aspiring chef to leave his soulmate in Mexico and make the treacherous journey to New York, where 
life will just never be the same. Let's see. This has got 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71% on Metacritic, 88% of Google users liked it, starring uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Michelle Gonzalez, not that Michelle Rodriguez, by the way, a different one, Oh, uh, Christian Vasquez, and Armando Espito. Espita. I love... I love that you thought I um, that you understood that I misunderstood who it was. Well, I just assume when I say Michelle Rodriguez, everybody in the world's going to assume that yeah. that Michelle Rodriguez. You're right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, come came out uh, this week. Uh, stalling, stalling, stalling. Also coming out this week is too late with Fred Amerson. And Marilyn Rashob, uh, sure. I love Fred, though. Uh, lonely assistance to farm comedian, uh, famed, maybe, even, a comedian who is a literal monster, finally finds love and must find a way to escape her boss clutches before she and her new love comes becomes his next meal. Oh, that's interesting. 4.8 out of 10, 83% of... Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And finally, uh, Lanksy. The FBI uses a journalist to entrap retired underworld kingpin Meyer Lanksy in Florida. Um, let's see. This got 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. 80% of Google users liked it. Starring Harvey Keitel, Sam Worthington, oh. Annie Sophia Robb, um, Min- Minka Kelly. Mm. All right, which which movie should we watch, or do you want to watch, Fro, from this week? Um, Werewolf Within, I guess. That had good scores, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Too Late like probably the is the one I'd go for first, and then F9 probably second. Oh, really? It look, Too Late looks oh. like it could be funny. So you think Werewolf Within is actually underneath those? I don't. I've never. I didn't know anything about the video game, so I don't really have as a connection to it. Ah. You know I mean? Yeah. Do you have any plugs for me, Luke? Coming next week. Uh, oh, plugs. Audible Trial. Yeah. AudibleTrial.com forward slash yeah. another digital citizen. Go to AudibleTrial.com uh, forward slash another digital citizen. Get a free book and a free audio tri- or a free Audible trial uh, for thirty days. Hmm. Coming next week, news of the week, uh, we will do Panic Episode 6, and we will do maybe one of those movies I'm looking very much forward to, The Forever Perch. Are you looking forward to The Forever Perch? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm a little cautiously optimistic, I guess, you know what I mean? But uh, the last one was not as good, I suppose, but... uh, Well, I didn't think it was as good as some of the other movies, but hopefully this one's better. Uh, Jeremy Round. Oh, one thing I didn't put on the sheet until just now. Best title tournament uh, next week because episode 300. Oh, yeah. With a special guest, maybe. 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 (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Uh, So, Jesus Christ, there has been some frenemies news, believe it or not. Oh, I haven't heard about this. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, she released a new video apologizing to Eaton. 
Okay. I mean, she apologized before already, but like a just a right. po- apology video. Okay. Yes. And then she made, uh, uh, well, she first made a podcast, if you can call it that, called Enemies. Sure. Uh, where she called out and talked about him. And then she made this called, like, uh, I'm sorry, Ethan. Uh, but it wasn't really, it didn't sound very sincere to say that that way. But what did you think about HGHG's concert? That was wild. I didn't really, I watched part of it. I didn't really watch the whole thing. Was there any, oh. anything other than just, just the concert? Oh. Yeah, that's what I, 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 I wasn't, I didn't really have time to watch a whole concert. Uh, maybe I'll put it in the background. Actually, what I should do is just download it and put it like on my, iPod or on my phone, that's, so I can just listen I, to it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I had it in the background when I was cleaning the house. Yeah, I watched part of it. I like their stuff. It's very jam band, you know, like very. Uh, fish style, which I guess I mm-hmm. knew that, like, Ethan was into the Grateful Dead and stuff, um, but mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, this is very jam bandy stuff, so if you're into that, I suppose. I liked it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I liked the, what was what did they call it? Families. That was good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. I mean, maybe that's what pushed Trisha to make uh, this thing called Enemies. Is that they made something called Families? Because I, I kind of thought it was. Well, a, it wasn't really a dig, but a little bit. You know what I mean? I I saw people like commenting on her apology video. It's like she misses her forty-five percent income. <laughs> I think it's more about that. Right. It, yeah. The 5% meme is taken over, for sure. Yeah, but it's kind of funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, I went on I went on YouTube the other day, and you know they have YouTube Premium, which I think you have, right, Fro? Uh-huh. But they, they were doing a little bit of a nasty tactic, I found. Uh, I went on the homepage of YouTube the other day, and it said, YouTube Premium, try it for free. And I was like, it's got to be like a 30-day trial or something, right? So I click on it, and it pops up with this window that says... To pay for, uh, go to this. I'm like, wait a second. You said try it for free, and now you're telling me to pay? That's a little backwards. How are you going to get anybody to sign up for that? Yeah, that is a little backwards. Yeah, no, I do pay for it because uh, I get uh, playback uh, on my phone. Right. But uh, I mostly pay for it because I use YouTube Music as much as I do. I think the one they were trying to sell me was the TV package one, too, as well. The one that has all the TV channels, yeah. Yeah, that costs a lot of extra money. Yeah, it's a lot. I think it's like 60 bucks a month, though, which is not... That's not as much as cable, yeah. so... No, definitely not. It's not as... as part of right, as, exactly. As, uh, but uh, still... Uh, what else did I watch this week? Um, I saw a lot of Norwegian things that you would not know of, like... Uh, I saw Norwegian Taskmaster, a lot of uh, old episodes of Norwegian Taskmaster. I've never seen Norwegian Taskmaster before, oh. so um, I saw this interview with the people that were making it. It's, yeah, did you see this uh, Kyle addressing the Jimmy Door and? Uh, I started watching it, but then uh, I only got 10 minutes in before I had to call you to do the podcast. So I'm 10 minutes into it, um, so I haven't gotten to the juicy bits yet. But what I'm going to understand is he's kind of stuck on the fence because he's friends with everybody. Yeah, 
that's more or less he's like don't drag me into this i'm not willing to be dragged into this. right um, i don't want to be dragged into this the part I'm i haven't gotten that. to is how he got dragged in so i mean you you go ahead and tell me just so what did he how did he get dragged into the conflict well, uh, he was tagged on Twitter by someone saying that we didn't cover the uh, uh, Syria uh, lie, and he he uh, I think it was Jimmy Dore that liked that tweet. Sure. Uh, saying that uh, the reason why he doesn't talk about it is because of drama, and Kyle goes like, "Hey, listen here, fucker! I did that last episode. Last episode, I talked about it." <laughs> Like I, I don't talk about the drama, but I do talk about the, about the, the the Syria lie. So, you know, it was interesting. Cause he, the part where I got kind of cut off, he was talking about how like there are two different things happening here. There's the disagreement about politics, and then there's the stuff that's starting to get very, very personal. And which I think I talked about last time. It's like. There's the disagree. The political disagreements can, or you can compartmentalize that and just say, okay, we disagree on Syria, whatever. But when you're also friends, and then you start throwing jabs at each other over Twitter that are personal jabs, that's when it starts to get like dirty pool a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, Cosby's out of jail, by the way. Forty minutes ago, according to CNN. Okay. Yeah, I'll send you send you the article. It's in the oh, it's in your chat. Um, okay. Thank you. Just because I was there, uh, we got a picture here. Cosby arrives. Uh, it, where where is it? Cosby's free on judicial issue irrelevant to the facts of the crime. Attorney who prosecuted him says, "Yeah, forty-one minutes ago, Cosby has been released for from prison." Officials say. Let's hope he didn't make the hey 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 joke he did last time. Did he remember do that? that? I, I don't remember that. Yeah, when he was on his way into jail, he was like, hey, hey, hey. who likes pudding? <laughs> Got a pudding pops. <laughs> That's really gross when you think about it in retrospect, just the, even saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went down this rabbit hole of this apologetics, Christian apologetics called Darth Dawkins. Have you heard about him? Darth? Like in Darth Vader? Oh, yeah, like Darth Vader. No, I haven't. Uh, so he's like the anti kind of apologetic uh, to 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 uh, uh, Richard Dawkins. So he's like a very anti anti uh, 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 atheist. I very much like that. It was very funny. Did you see the thing? Was it, who was? I think it might have been Rogan. He had somebody on who was talking about that athe the atheism movement on online is what started the entire woke movement that we've seen kind of encompass a lot of things in the last whatever six years. That the fall mm. of the atheist movement online, which was kind of a big movement at the time, kind of it melded together with a whole bunch of other movements like the LGBTQ movements and the. Uh, Black right, Lives Matter movements, and all these movements came together and created kind of like the woke... I thought it was an interesting concept. I don't know if it's actually true, but I do remember the time period on the internet when atheism was like a huge discussion, um, bigger than maybe anything else on the internet. Uh, 
I mean, we don't really talk about our our beliefs anymore all that much. Uh, not no. necessarily for any reason, but just I, I find it interesting that now I'm seeing a lot of people uh, on YouTube covering things on TikTok, which there's this whole kind of atheist talk. <laughs> Uh, on TikTok, mm. which is kind of blowing up with the younger people, which I think is interesting. Uh, maybe Atheism could be making a comeback. Uh, I really want to end with this very, very funny case okay. uh, about uh, the Flintstone house. Did you watch this video? No. Uh... Okay, I sent it in the pod links. Okay, I gotta, so, get, gotta get there. I've tr- yeah. I, there was, Is this a... F- I tried to go here one time, I think, and it was okay, closed. So this is... I was on a road trip, oh, okay. and we were like, oh, there's that Flintstones house. Flintstones stay in Bay Area. Oh, no, no. This one was in, like, Idaho, or Iowa, I think so. Okay. Sorry. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. And we're back at 743. California courts have said the Look at this. for the famous Flintstones house <laughs> can stay put. This comes after a legal battle that lasted more than two years. Retired publishing mogul Florence Fang defended her colorful uh, homage to the Flintstones family. <laughs> Why didn't people want it? She received a notice from the city telling her to dismantle oh. the life-size sculpture. She said no, and she took him to court. Yeah. And so now the city of Hillsburg says that they'll send out a surveyor to approve her installment. But for her part, going forward, Fang will have to apply for new building permits for future construction. <laughs> I think that's so cool. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. so cool? Yeah, like this, I, that took a lot of work and everything, and it's not. Yeah. So are they trying to say it's an eyesore? Yes. Well, that's just nonsense. That is so nonsense. It's so cool. Right. It's only that. That's only an eyesore to anybody who's not like a totally up. Like any little kid is going to be like, oh, that's so awesome. So, like, there's a. <laughs> it's an eyesore to anybody who's above the age of what, fifteen. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Okay. And from uh, Norway on the slush. Uh, goodbye, everybody. From the US on in the heat. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.